Previously on In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. Day of my birthday, back in 2018. And it's funny because I had turned 42. Well, I was turning 42. And I remember my uncle had this quote that he would say uh, when he was 42. He would say, I'm 21 twice. <laughs> uh, not so you know, uh, not so long ago, um, I was able to say that, but my mindset and my mantra for this year's birthday, uh, for my upcoming year, um, is 45, uh, because I'll be turning 45, uh, so obviously that recording was three years ago, uh, but this year I'll be 45, so I'm saying 45 instead of 45. And the reason why I'm going with the mindset of 45, uh, for several reasons. Fine can be used um, numerous and in, in just various ways, right? Usually we can talk about someone physically in the physical when we say, oh, that person's fine, right? Meaning that that person's very attractive, they're very good looking, they're very appealing. Um, we can also say, in response to a question when someone asks you how you're doing, you can say, oh, I'm fine. Now, usually, when people say I'm fine, uh, that's actually not true. I mean, they could be fine, but usually when someone says they're doing fine, it's a response. It's a uh, reaction to not being your best self. But I'm actually using it on purpose. And that's what I want to... That's what I want to title this particular podcast. I want to title this one on purpose because I want to make sure I live the rest of my life, right? For however long that's going to be. I want to make sure I live the rest of my life on purpose. And the only way I feel, I think, and I can believe that I will live the rest of my life on purpose is that I live the rest of my life in purpose, It's your boy C. Will Holler, a.k.a. The Father, a.k.a. The Professional Conversationalist, a.k.a. The Hardest Working Man in Podcasting. And you are now listening to In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. Enjoy.
Note to self. It's your boy, C. Will Holler, a.k.a. the Podfather, a.k.a. the Professional Conversationalist, a.k.a. the hardest working man in podcasting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Or whatever time it is you decide to press play on today's episode of In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. So glad that you decided to press play. So thankful. So joyful. I have nothing but gratitude for the fact of the matter that you decided to join me in this week's episode. Um... Today I wanted to talk about time. Today I wanted to talk about time. And sometimes I spend a lot of time (laughs) thinking about what I want to talk about. Thinking about what I want to discuss. And sometimes I spend no time thinking about it. I just jump on and start talking. Um, But this time I actually did take my time to decide on what I wanted to talk about and it's gonna go like most of my podcasts in many different directions but hopefully I'll be able to close with a solid point um, regarding the time that we all have on this planet Um, I remember reading this when I was very young Uh, it was a statement that goes by that basically says from the moment that we are born we begin to die and when I heard that uh, I was young Um, and and with that I didn't necessarily have a full understanding of the gravity of how precious and how finite life is I really didn't I really couldn't grasp that concept because I was young I thought I had time because I had not experienced life yet, I thought that there were certain guarantees that was going to come with life. And so I really didn't fully understand the concept of life, let alone the concept of death. And with that, if you can't have a full and complete grasp of those concepts, then you won't have <laughs> a complete con- uh, grasp of the concept of time. Um, but with, with time and age should come experience, but that's not necessarily the case. Uh, but fortunately, fortunately with my life, um, experience came and with that experience developed into, to wisdom. And with that wisdom, I also developed understanding, um, that's not a complete process obviously that's a ever growing and ever evolving and changing dynamic in my life and I continue to to practice that so uh yeah with that said once I once I started going deeper down the rabbit hole as they say um I started understanding more metaphorical and metaphysical concepts of the word time and as it stands, you know, again, we all look at time um, in a universal way because that's the agreement that we all make when we come to this planet. 
and that particular agreement is we look at time as the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole. And with that also said, we look at that in a very linear fashion. And what I mean by that is we look at time as a straight line. We look at time as having a beginning, a middle, and an end. And when you start going down the rabbit hole, you start to understand that there are many different philosophical, metaphysical, and metaphorical concepts of the word time. Um, Some people look at time as a circle. I mean, it's kind of representative uh, of the fact that we have a clock and a clock is round. And if that's the case, then time is infinite, meaning time doesn't begin or end. It just continues. Uh, But us being the physical creatures that we are, we know we have a very finite existence on this planet. So we don't have (laughs) an infinite number of days, uh, fortunately or unfortunately. But I wanted to talk about the concept of time because, you know, I I had to quickly change uh, how I was going to start my day today. Uh, Today happens to be a Monday and I popped up and I'm looking at the clock and I'm looking at uh, my calendar, uh, my to do list today, the responsibilities of the things that I have to tackle. And the first thing I was like, man, this is all the stuff I got to do. And as soon as I said that in my head message, um, as soon as I began to think about the things that I got to do today, I said, wait a minute, hold up, partner, hold up, wait, wait, wait. Let me switch that real quick before I start down that pathway. I'm not going to look at the things that I got to do. I'm going to switch it up and say, let me focus on the things I get to do. And I'm going to tell you why I say it that way. Because when we start to only focus on the things we got to do, i.e. the responsibilities of life, we often overlook and very quickly undervalue the things that we get to do. Um, I look at it this way, you know what I mean? Like when we we all, quote unquote, have a case of the Mondays from time to time and then we figure out like, oh, I got to get up and got to get to work. But think about that, right? You got to get up and you got to get to work. But think about the things that you get to do because you got to get up and you get to go to work if you got to get up and get to go to work you get to you got some place to go number one you get to have some place to go let me say it like that um there's a lot of people who don't have that now i know we're in a very different time right now uh in this country where there are a lot of people out of work and there are a lot of people who aren't even looking for work But for those that choose to look for work right now, this is a very good job market for a lot of folks. Um, And with that, I'm saying you have the option to choose how you're going to spend your day. And if you choose to get up and go to work, that opens up many different opportunities for you throughout not only the day, but the week, the month and the rest of the year and even your life. Because once you once you go to work, you get to pay your bills. You get to have food 
provide for your families and food to eat, uh, clothes and shelter and, and transportation and vacations. So you get to do a lot of different things once you tackle the things that you got to do. And it's, it's, it's so unfortunate right now in this time because we're all hearing so much about people crying about freedoms and choices. But I don't hear a lot of people talking about responsibilities and things they have to be accountable for. So there are accountabilities, right? Like we're all talking about freedoms and opportunities, but we're not talking about accountabilities and responsibilities. So accountabilities and responsibilities, you know, those are the things you got to do. So you can get to the things that you want to do, i.e. the getting, right? And there's a there's a scripture quote uh, from the Bible that I absolutely love. If you know me personally, you know you've heard me quote this many times. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all thy getting, get understanding. And the reason why I love that particular scripture is because it, to me, sums up that whole mindset and mentality of tackling the gots so you can get to the get and it's telling you that the things that we gotta go through to acquire wisdom the first thing you gotta do to acquire wisdom is you gotta get some knowledge you have to acquire knowledge you have to learn things you have to do things to learn things so you gotta read you gotta read books you gotta listen to people you got to watch seminal, uh, seminals, uh, <laughs> seminars and, and, and acquire knowledge through classes and school or college or pamphlets or whatever you, whatever you do in your pursuit of the acquisition of knowledge. And then once you take in that knowledge, you have to convert that knowledge into wisdom and you do that by putting the knowledge that, that you've just acquired into practice. And once you take the knowledge that you've just acquired and put it into practice, you develop wisdom. And wisdom is what the book is saying is the principal thing. And therefore, once you acquire wisdom, wisdom leads to understanding. Because there are a lot of people who know a lot of things. But are these people wise i.e. do they have wisdom because I don't know I can I um, can only speak for myself in this particular podcast um, but I don't know any wise person that doesn't have understanding and I do know a lot of smart people but I can't say I know a lot of wise people therein lies the difference between knowledge wisdom and understanding um, I equate that, right? Like, cause we all probably know a lot of smart people, meaning people who are very diligent in their pursuit of knowledge. But do we know a lot of people who are acquiring this knowledge and putting this knowledge into use or into practice, therefore acquiring wisdom? And on top of that, are these people taking said wisdom and developing understanding? Because usually when you're talking to an understanding person, that person is kind, that person is patient, that person is empathetic, and that person usually gives great, if not the best advice. And I look at understanding as kind of being the top of 
that uh, educational system or totem pole or however you want to look at that, uh, the top of the educational mountaintop, we'll say it like that. And I believe the reason why that person has, um, that that person is at the top is because they usually have a complete and a holistic view of your point of reference, your point of view, or your particular stance or something like that. And you know what else about people who have wisdom and understanding? You really can't argue with them. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool, too, because, you know, you may come to this person with um, a, a, a set of, you know, viewpoints or whatever. But usually when people have wisdom and understanding, they also have discernment. So they're very difficult. Not not that you're trying to argue with them, but you really can't argue with them because um, they almost have, you know, a complete retort to whatever you're trying to uh, debunk or whatever or what have you. But I want to get back to time. So when I was thinking about the concept of time, I actually broke it down into um, an acronym. And the acronym that I came up with, uh, obviously the acronym stands for T-I-M-E, time. And I thought about these concepts. I thought about temperament. I thought about intelligence. I thought about mindset or mentality, and I thought about energy. And the reason why I thought about those four particular concepts or factors that make up our time, because if we think about our time, what is our time? Our time basically is the holistic or the sum of our experiences on this planet. Now, again, we have a a temporal uh, definition of the word time, right? Temporal meaning the actual quantitative sequence of events that happens in our lives. But I'm talking about the total sum of your time here on planet Earth. And like I said, I thought about that, right? Over time, you develop your temperament, right? When you're born, you have a default temperament. But over time, that temperament is going to change based on your experiences in life, your your background, um, your environment. Also, your intelligence, right? Your intelligence is, quote unquote, you know, the level of smarts that you have. Um, your ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills over time. And over time, that develops, hopefully, right? If you have that capacity to do so. Um, so you definitely... Uh, develop an intelligence over time based on your experiences and your mindset and mentality. Again, the established set of attitudes held by someone or someones or a group, um, which is the characteristic of an attitude, right? And that is all based on usually your temperament and your intelligence, meaning your personality and the level of knowledge that you have will help to develop and feed your mindset and your mentality. Um, And lastly, but definitely not least, energy. Uh, The definition of energy, right? The strength and vitality required for sustained physical or mental activity. But I like to look at energy is basically our spirit meter, right? Our, Our energy is usually the things that we give our attention to, places where we apply our whole selves. Um, 
And if you look at those four parts, to me, like I said, I think those are the four parts. Now, clearly, you could break your life up into any parts that you want. But I wanted something relevant to the word time. And again, like I said, T-I-M-E stands for temperament, intelligence, mindset, mentality, and energy. Because if you look at those four variables across your time on this planet, you could actually pinpoint who you were based on those four components. Would you say you're the same person based on temperament, intelligence, mindset, and energy as you were when you were a child? Did you have the same temperament, intelligence, mindset, and energy today that you had 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, five days ago? You see what I'm saying? So when you look at your life and those four components, you could basically sum up and i.e. plot a trajectory on based on who you were, who you are, and then who you're going to be. Because if you don't have a full grasp of the concept of your temperament, basically your personality, and you don't fully have a grasp of the concept of your intellect, your intelligence, meaning your level of knowledge, and you don't have a mindset or a mentality, meaning you don't have a full and complete grasp of the understanding of your attitude uh, uh, and basically your characteristic uh, of who you are as a person, and you don't have a full grasp of the concept of your energy, your life force, uh, your spirit meter, then you won't be able to have any kind of insight on where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I said this before, you, you're not making life happen. Life is just happening to you. Like this, and, 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 I, and again, another way to say that is think, when you don't have a full, complete grasp of those concepts, then, then you're always one of these type of people who are saying, life is happening to me, not for me, right? Like, I, that was a lesson that I had to learn that things weren't happening to me, things were happening for me. And it wasn't until I increased my level of intellect and changed my mindset and diverted my energy and and all of those things helped me to develop a better temperament about how I was reacting to the world. That's when things started to change for me. As I said before, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And... That's all perspective. It's all perspective. And that's really basically what I'm saying about when you change the idea or the ideation of the things you got to do to get to the things you get to do. And when we break all that down and we get a basic, complete understanding, we we come to the realization that in this world, in this life, all we have is time. QOTP. And for this quote of the podcast, I wanted to actually come to you with the quote. Normally, I come up with the quote for my own podcast, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm actually quote someone else and break this quote down and make it relevant for this particular podcast. So in today, we're talking about time. And again, we're talking about the four components 
that make up the acronym TIME that I assigned today. We talked about temperament, we talked about intelligence, we talked about mindset and mentality, and we talked about energy. And I remember coming across this quote a long time ago, and I wanted to actually work this into the podcast. And this is coming to uh, us today by way of Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King (laughs) or Martin Luther the King Jr., but this is coming from uh, a guy way back in history, Martin Luther. And he said, show me where a man spends his time and money and I will show you his God. Let me say that again. Show me where a man spends his time and money and I'll show you his God. Think about that quote and how relevant and applicable it is to today's message in respect of the acronym or the word or the phrase time. Show me where a man spends his time. Where you spend your time is usually where you give the most attention where you give the most energy, again, where you focus um, your existence. And then also we're going to correlate that to where you're spending your money. Outside of time, money probably is the most valuable resource that any person can acquire in this lifetime. We want to make it more metaphorical when we start talking about love and family and all these you know, relationships and bonds that we build throughout time, throughout our existence. existence. But if you really break it down, the two most important and relevant components of a person's life is their time and their money. And if I were to look at how a person and where a person spends their time and where they spend their money, that is going to tell me not everything. It ain't going to tell me everything, but it's definitely going to tell me a lot about that person. When you look at people, church people, as we call them, right? Let's just use that for an example. When we look at church people, most people that we would consider church people spend a lot of time in church. And outside of spending a lot of time in church, they spend a lot of money in church. Whether it is tithes and offering, whether it's charities, whether it's the money that they spend to it in clothing to go to church but we can easily say that we call those people church people because we see that they spend a lot of their time and money and, and, and valuable resources on the entity known as church people who we call gamblers they spend a lot of time gambling they spend a lot of time in casinos and betting houses and sports betting and things like that uh, hopeless romantics. They spend a lot of time talking about love, falling in and out of love, being in love. They spend a lot of money uh, talking about love, being in love and showing love and all this other stuff. So if you show me where a person spends their time and their money, we can easily see who that person's God is. Now, I'm not saying God in the religious sense of somewhere or someone or something that you worship, but we can make that correlation to that person's particular God is very, very, very important to that person's existence or their life philosophy or the main priority or focus of their life. Because people have many different gods. Uh, Some people, God is their money. 
I'm sorry, let me, I said that backwards. Money is their God. <laughs> God is their money. Uh, for, for most people, uh, money is their God. For, for some people, love is their God. Um, people have huge devotions and devout followings behind sports franchises and things like that. What I'm looking at is, what is my God? Where do I spend a lot of my time and a lot of my money? And the crazy part about that is, is when I ask myself that question, I I show up. <laughs> That's what's really funny, because I spend a lot of time to myself, within myself, researching myself, asking myself questions, um, self-development. I, I read a lot. I dissect myself a lot. So I guess in... In lack of a term, I am my God. And again, like I'm not saying that I am God, um, but I'm saying that I spend a lot of time and money on myself. And I want to make that relevant in the sense of that I always know I could do better. I always know I could do more. I always feel I could do better and I always feel like I should be doing more. So I spend a lot of time, energy, and effort, and money in self-development, whether that's through purchasing books, attending seminars, um, reading up on things, uh, trying different therapies and stuff like that. Because one thing that I quickly had to realize in life and on this journey of self-discovery is there's no such thing as making up for lost time. And I think that's the first thing that we hold ourselves victim to when we find out that we should be doing better or could have been doing better, the first thing we say is, man, I wish I would have known that sooner. Um, But you can't. You know, money spent is money spent and time wasted is time wasted. And you can't can't make those things uh, up. Now, you can acquire more money because money comes and goes. You can meet new people because people come and go. Uh, But you can't get more time. Time just goes. But what you can do, because I always say this, life is about lessons and blessings. (laughs) You can take the relevant lessons and hard-learned lessons from your past and turn those lessons into blessings. And what I mean by that is the lessons from your past can lead to the victories in your future. And this can only happen, as like I said before, if you acquire the knowledge, the lessons learned from your past and apply them to your future, you make your future better because your future now, it can be more efficient and effective because of the mistakes that you made, you've learned from those. So now you're not going to make those same, same mistakes going forward. So that's how your lessons turn into blessings. And you can make up for lost time in that way. Now, again, you can't get more time added to the books. As they say, you can't put a quarter in the machine and get three more men. You can't do that. But what you can do is make the time that you have left in this life that much more effective and relevant. Thank you. Message.